I struck a chord with Nintendo. They, they shut me down remotely. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they are getting quicker and quicker. Honestly, that is insane. <laughs> Big I mean, brother, they, am I right? They shut down my entire internet. So I mean, it's... kudos. <laughs> I, it's, uh, I'm more impressed than anything else. <laughs> honestly, I'm not even mad. No. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Bite Size Pod. We are talking this month. We are talking this club about Metroid Fusion. We have come to the finale for for what we're doing <laughs> with Metroid. <laughs> it was not the finale. It's, that sounds so dumb. <laughs> it's a, we're doing. It's, it's the final. It's the final piece in our uh, Metroid mini series, which is just exactly. an excuse for us to get to play all four Metroid yeah. or four. <laughs> Before yeah. the fifth one. The whole concept was a podcast about hitting games, hitting gems, and then we just go <laughs> almost directly to the Metroid series. <laughs> I'm not complaining about uh, it. I had a blast. No, it was a great choice. So if anybody it was fantastic. you can just leave. If you're complaining, just well, get out. Just just stop. 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 Get out. Join our Patreon. Don't want you. Join our Patreon, but stop listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Like and subscribe, but please get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't got Zach this week, but who we got here? You got Mictroid, unfortunately. And we got special guest extraordinaire right from Super Mario Bros. himself. The new wild card. Hey, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Luigi. <laughs> oh, man. Uh... So we are talking about Metroid Fusion, a... Game Boy Advance game released November 18th, 2002. A direct sequel to Super Metroid released eight and a half years earlier. So that's a pretty stinking long wait between Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion. First thing about this game that I want to say right off the bat is it makes me feel like an idiot because every time every time I try to spell Fusion, I want to add an H and there's no reason to do that. <laughs> I don't know if that's just my stupid brain, but you spell it however you want. We've mispronounced so many things in the Metroid universe. I mean, <laughs> what's one more? <laughs> that's true. This one really makes me feel dumb, though. <laughs> <laughs> Your background's misspelled. Oh yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it though? Is it? I mean, okay, okay. It's cons- it, it it is a dumb. <laughs> It is a dumb decision if you put the H anywhere else but where I think you want to put the H. I mean, if you want to put it there, then that's fine. If you want to, if you want to put it at the end, then 
there's something else going on. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not going to get into that specifically, but you know, we're talking about our history. Yeah. <laughs> is it fusion or is it fusion? <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so our history with this game. <laughs> Nick Troy, do you want to you want to get started? What's your history with this game? This one, uh, I played it. This was another one that we used to trade in. I think it was I was in elementary school, but I can't remember what grade I was in. But I remember a friend, a close friend, uh, had this game, and he told me that it was the best game that he had ever played. Blah blah blah. I mean, we we're little kids, so you know how much uh, how much weight does a <laughs> does an elementary school child saying this is the best game I've ever played have when he comes to you and says that every week yeah exactly <laughs> but whenever we would go out to recess he would play he would you know have his, his game boy out and and i watch him play and i thought it was it was a really cool game so i asked him if i could borrow it when once he was done with it and uh oh man i loved it that's that's a really good game and then when i got into emulation it's one of the first games that i would always start whenever i would download the the game boy emulator again that's the first game i would start with was fusion it's that great a game was it like a litmus test for how good the emulation was? Uh, pretty much, yeah. See if it uh, if it made me remember the first time I played it. <laughs> Take you back to the glory days. Exactly. So, I mean, he never got that game back, right? I don't think he ever got it back. <laughs> 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 but I feel bad because this this kid, I we we went to we went to elementary school together and middle school together and high school together. Oh, and man. He let so me he had so a much. lot of time to get that game back. <laughs> he had a lot of time, and I had a lot of time to, you know, find it and give it to him. But I, uh, I didn't. I lost a lot of stuff that he loaned me, and I, I feel slightly bad about it, but just a little bit, yeah. not that much yeah. anymore. Maybe <laughs> you're a kid, so yeah. it's his fault for trusting me with it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, never put your trust in kids um, or in me specifically. Especially so. <laughs> when you lend them the greatest game ever. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's true. That's a good Whoa, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest game that will ever come out. <laughs> so what about you, Luigi? What's your history with Metroid Fusion? Uh, Metroid Fusion was one of those games where I didn't know a whole lot about the game. I think really with the whole Metroid saga, I played in like all the weirdest orders. <laughs> Like, I think I played the original Metroid, but then I, what really got me into it when, it when I was younger is with the Prime games. And I remember, I remember seeing Fusion before and I was like, eh, it's not like the Prime games, but I think it was one of those buys, those game buys where you don't know how good of a game it is until you have it. Yeah. I remember when I bought it, like I remember in a Sam's Club, <laughs> back on the games and those gigantic like silver. Wait, uh, did you? Did you buy a pallet of it? <laughs> it almost it was in a pallet. <laughs> it was in those gigantic like uh security proof like clear plastic things. Yeah. But yeah, I, such a good game. Now, we were like talking about it. It was one of those I think that was one of the first games like as a kid like you're just like scared while playing because of some of the things going on in there crazy. It was just so it was pretty much love at first sight. Oh yeah. Love at first sight. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, credits. That's it. We're done here, folks. We're done. Shut it down. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, so was the Prime Games the first ones you played? 
like of any Metroid game? I think so. I think, yeah. That's I awesome. I tried playing the original Metroid, but like as a kid, you don't have patience and you're just like, what? Yeah. I think, so I do remember playing the original Metroid on Animal Crossing. I think we might have talked about this before. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> you remember how Animal Crossing, the, the one on the GameCube, had all the NES games on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I do remember that, but I don't, like, I didn't really get into it at that point. But I think Fusion was, like, one of the first, like, one of the, I think it might have been the first Metroid game I actually finished. Maybe not played, but actually finished. And I got it from Luigi. <laughs> He was the guy and that let me borrow it. Because I have it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Against all odds. Yeah, you're a better friend than I am, Corbin. <laughs> Actually, over the years, though, it has like stayed with me and then gone back to you and then come back to me. So I have borrowed it multiple times over the years. <laughs> I think he had, was it Fusion or Zero Mission that you had for years and I forgot that you had? And you're oh, I found this. I'm like, huh? I'm like, I thought I, I had both. it the whole time. <laughs> I think both. <laughs> <laughs> and i was i was surprised i ratted myself out <laughs> I'm, I'm just happy that they're not on yeah i i so i remember you raving about the prime games too mm-hmm. like before i played them but i think just at the time like i didn't care about first person shooters so i wasn't really hooked on the whole metroid concept yet mm-hmm. so it just had no interest to me like i could care less about the prime games no. but once you like gave me fusion that was like okay like i'm hooked now like this is <laughs> that was the game i want so i think it really was like the first you know it's funny i'm probably going to go back and listen to these metroid episodes and every game we talk about i'm like i think this was the first game i played <laughs> i was like i might just not know the first game i played but i'm pretty sure the first like game i finished was fusion or the first metroid game i finished was fusion even before Zero Mission? I think so. I think okay. so. Okay. Did well, you get one... them at the same time, or did you get them later? I, From what I remember, I thought I had Zero Mission for the longest time, and then I just got Fusion. Oh, no, you definitely had Fusion, too, because like, we played that like when we were on like road trips together, or like, going to the beach together. Yeah. I definitely remember borrowing that from you early on. I think it was Fusion. You probably have a receipt somewhere for it still. <laughs> Pre-marriage, yes, but I think... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Since moving, probably not. Funny story, sorry, we'll get on a little tangent. <laughs> yeah. Is cleaning through my stuff, I found like the original booklet for the game that came in like the, the Game Boy box. I was like, what? For Fusion? Yeah, for Fusion. I think I might think I might have kept it. I'll have to Oh man, I hope you kept it. That's probably worth some money, dude. Yeah. Uh guys, on a side note, do you know how expensive Pokemon games are? 
Oh, like, I knew they were expensive, but, like, I looked up, because I have heart gold still, like, on the DS, and, like, just the cartridge is insane. Oh, you mean, like, orig- like older generation? Uh, yeah, heart gold was the remake of, of gold, like, the yeah. DS remake. So it's not even, like, the original. I mean, it's the original no. DS version, but let me see. It was, like, literally, like, $500 or something insane. Yeah, Game Boy, Game Boy cartridges for Pokemon games or... And yeah, anything from DS down, they're they're insane. The prices for those things are insane. Okay, I may have exaggerated. I undersold it. It's it's a thousand. It's a billion dollars. <laughs> Nine thousand. Okay, you can buy just the cartridge for less than a hundred. Oh wait, these are all bids. So I don't know. <laughs> I saw it on a website and I was blown away by like just the cartridge, like not even like the box and everything with it. Like I was blown away. But I feel like Fusion probably would have some money behind it if you had like the original box and paperwork. It's pretty cool. I think people get carried away with having like, well, I mean, as a collector's item, I can understand. But I don't really think like these te- these like these games should be just collector's items to keep them in, in boxes. Seems no. kind of counterintuitive. And then you and then they sell them for like ridiculous. I understand collecting to a certain point, specifically with Fusion and games like that. I would be more okay with the collector aspect if they were more accessible to people that just wanted to play the game. Fusion is not that accessible. Like if I just want to play Fusion, it's not that accessible for me. <laughs> so that's where I have an issue with like the whole collector's thing <laughs> where it's like the only way I can get it. Well, I mean, I could invest in a Wii U, right? They have it. <laughs> but either way, it's like... <laughs> hundred plus dollar investment at this point to play to play fusion legally i don't remember i'm not alone you just let me think like i started looking <laughs> now you send me down a, a black hole um <laughs> how much how much were games worth like neo when they first came out because i've heard a lot um, of people say like you know i think now like 60 bucks for a game is a little pricey but that's because i'm broke but then people say you know you know what games have always been like around that price range and i was starting thinking like really? I- like yeah. yeah, I feel like I remember buying GameCube games for like fifty. I think sixty dollars. Uh, well, I'm... to be honest, I I paid very. I mean, I've rarely paid full price for a game. <laughs> You'd either have to wait till something went on sale or like some kind of offer, or you would just be going through used bins and used stuff. So, yeah, uh, that was the price of new games. I've probably only a handful of times bought a new game. <laughs> when i was that young but game board games are like 40 dollars new yeah that sounds right it was i I mean especially when you're a kid too that seems even higher (laughs) that's that's crazy you're gonna have to save my allowance for a couple months to get that yeah (laughs) i guess who knows anymore probably eight-year-olds are getting like credit cards now right inflation you know (laughs) (laughs) they're getting getting paid uh, interest on their on their bank accounts (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and cut that, Zach. Um, <laughs> so, on the Apple card.
they go, what's the what's this game about? Fusion. Metroid Fusion is Metroid. But, but fusion. fused. But fusion. <laughs> but fusion. According to our notes here, it's fusion. But, but fuchsia. <laughs> um no, so this one this one does pick up. I'm really up. glad you saw that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw as soon as I saw the title for the the file, <laughs> Metroid yeah. Fusion. <laughs> trying to look where else where else it would appear uh so this one picks up after super metroid which if you haven't played already i mean i i would hardly call it a spoiler alert but here you go uh a planet explodes and you escape on a ship wow yeah that's <laughs> anyway so <laughs> i don't know why they waited till fusion to actually do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> So also, you, that, that whole intro cutscene looks pretty awesome on the Game Boy, doesn't it? It's great, yeah. It looks so cool. It is great. This one's the first... Okay, we might have talked about it on, on Super Metroid, but I think this one... Oh, no, it was Super Metroid. Because the beginning of Super Metroid's pretty cinematic, which is mm-hmm. a change for the, for the Metroid games. Uh, and then this one does it even better with what I would argue are even more uh, limitations. So you get that little prologue which is great it looks great i I love the way it looks and i blow up the image because i don't play on i have to fix my game boy but uh i played on on the computer on emulation and just blowing it up even though the pixels are a lot bigger it still looks great it looks really really good um that's cool so anyways you're given a mission to go uh help out the federation in a biological research team or whatever you go back to sr388 where samus is attacked by an ex-parasite here's where it gets here's where it gets a little dicey for me so you get attacked by something seeps into your suit and you just go okay cool i guess uh we're done here let's all go back home (laughs) and it's on the way home (laughs) hey no worries here (laughs) it's all good on this end it's on, it's on the way back to the station that she loses consciousness and then her ship. You probably thought it was some new uh, suit upgrade or something. I, that's <laughs> a good like, point. I've been here before. <laughs> so you ex- get exposed to the X, which was the only, or was, I guess, in the Metroid universe food chain. The only predator it had were the Metroids. So now with no Metroids, there's a bunch of X parasites running around. Uh, and then to save Samus, she gets injected with Metroid DNA that, uh, quote unquote, was taken from the same Metroid larva that she spared from SR388 on their shooting rampage last time. Wait, is that is that ambiguous? Yeah, for me it is. Wait, are we are, are we, we going... already getting into con- some conspiracies already? Are, are we, we already get are, are we, we getting into some Lauren's? Lore? I mean... What was it called? Lauren's Lore Corps? Lauren's Lauren's Lore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is where I, like, this is where I said, like, it, it's dicey for me because... So, Samus, they tell Samus that it's from the uh, original Metroid larva that she saved or whatever. But by the end of the... Or towards the end of the game, you find old laboratory that was kept off the off the books in the same station that has a bunch of Metroids on there. So, they were whether they were derived from the original Metroid, I guess... In a kind of loophole kind of sense, yeah. But uh, my guess is that they took it from from one of those ones that they already had on on site. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I'm trying to think what the implications that would be. There's. Do we? Did ever? Did. 
<laughs> oh, that that was pointless. <laughs> don't don't overthink it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Where did they get those? Uh, where did those come from? Though, like, what did they? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. From? Like, that's never. At least in game, it's never specified where the little lab laboratory where they house all those Metroids where it came from originally. But they're there on the on the station. So whether they were kept there from before Samus went, because the, the mission they gave her, the same Federation was to go into SR388 in Metroid 2 and destroy all the Metroids. But perhaps them seeing the, I don't know, the the prospect of it being weaponized, they might have gone ahead of Samus, saved a few for their research purposes or whatever, and then hit them away from her. Or, like I mentioned, it could have been just descendants of the the metroid larva that she took or that she spared and sent back to the lab which i don't know i, I have to think about that one a bit because i don't know the the life like oh like how long they actually live yeah the developmental stage oh, how yeah. long it takes and all that stuff to reach from larva to whatever but the metroid at least from what it seems like in super metroid it seems like the larva is not there for very long because almost immediately after she leaves it at the station is when ridley comes in and steals it yeah yeah because it seems like it's like all right after like events are happening right after each other yeah from metroid 2 to 3 to 4 so you know that's how counting works so i mean it could be uh could be a false uh conspiracy that i have because i didn't get shut down this time but (laughs) that's true nintendo left your internet on so (laughs) maybe you're not onto something maybe i'm not (laughs) maybe i'm overthinking it (laughs) yeah so you know talking about the story of this game right this is you know without you you don't have to get into like the specific storyline necessarily but what do you guys think about the story of this game because this is like you know when you compare the four eh, you know i guess before dread if you compare the four side scrollers right this is like a noticeable departure from the open world Esque non-linear gameplay to a very open environment in a way, but a very structured and linear gameplay and very narrative driven. So, you know, the fusion is definitely a huge step in that direction, more so than any other game, with even with dialogue and you know, thoughts and stuff like that. You know, you're getting into Samus's head a little bit more. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Like, is that a pro or a con for fusion? Do you think? I think that's a pro. I mean, I feel like with Super Metroid, I don't think it went as in-depth into her as an individual as a person, but you could kind of see her relationship with that Metroid. It was just kind of, that was kind of cool with that. But this mm-hmm. one, you kind of got more into her, I guess, her background. You know, she always mm-hmm. kept talking about that CO. Yeah. That, yeah uh, even naming the computer Adam. after him, after Adam. Yeah. Adam, that's it. So I think it's a good thing. I mean, not because the gameplay is always going to be there. Game yeah. was good, and so if you can add like another, you know, another flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think it's like interesting coming off of Super Metroid Two, which was kind of like, I mean, it still is considered probably the best Metroid game, you know, just sta- oh, as a standard, you know. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like, how do you follow up a game like that, you know? So taking it in a different direction, where you're more narrative driven, I think is interesting approach because every other game is very 
I feel like the story is very strong in every game. Like there's a powerful narrative, but in the other, like to the games up until this point, it was like, it wasn't spoken. You know, it wasn't because of the actual dialogue. It was all like the music and the effects and the visuals. And it was powerful, but it was, it was very unique. Mm -hmm. And so fusion taking that step into the actual dialogue and, you know, getting some of Samus's inner dialogue, inner monologues and her conversations with, with Adam and having that more structured linear gameplay. It was definitely a, I think it was, I think overall, like Luigi, I think it was a good, a good move to make for this game, like to make it different than super Metroid, but it still feels like a Metroid game, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna channel Ziggy for just a uh, for a little bit. Honestly, what, would, what would Ziggy do? What would what do he? Yeah. Do? I know he's not a fan of how linear this game is. <laughs> I know he doesn't like. Well, so. that's why we kicked him off. Honestly, <laughs> that's why he wasn't invited to this. <laughs> he doesn't know we're recording this, but he'll find yeah. out when we give him the the file to it when it's released. Honestly. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think, and like from his perspective, I can see where having something linear for something that's been up to this point, pretty open-ended kind of feels mm, like a change or, or yeah, a change in pace or even a change in what makes Metroid up to this point, what makes Metroid Metroid. My counter argument to that would be <laughs> storytelling. <laughs> yes. Counterpoint yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, Ziggy, but you're wrong. No, I feel like there's a lot of people that do do feel the same way. But uh, for me personally, like I love the the storytelling and like right off, right from the beginning, the narrative is very centralized. Like it doesn't try to add or subtract from what the other games up to this point have established to the Mm -hmm. Metroid universe. It tries to, and of course, this is before uh, Other M, which I haven't played, and I know it's not a fan <gasps> favorite, but... <laughs> Wait, have uh, you played it, Luigi? I-, I borrowed it from you, remember? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a trade-off. Fusion for Other M. Oof. Was it worth it? Uh, cut that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play it just to see what... what, what... You, you got to. It's not yeah, I think a great I, game, but I mean, just to try it. Yeah, yeah you got it. I think everybody's got to play it. Every, any Metroid fan has to play it. Same feel of Fusion where it's just kind of like high octane, like kind of like you got to be quick on your feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what I was about, like, like narrative or story wise, this establishes something that happened in terms of time that happened before, right? But happened before she became a bounty hunter. So before the first Metroid, uh, Metroid 86, what oh, happened? Other M? Yeah, other, other M. Um, yeah, it takes and this place one too. later. Yeah. And this it, one it, just... In- it fills in the gaps before that. Mm, okay. Yeah, that um, other M and then this one in terms of the relationship between Samus and, and Adam Malkovich. Well, Malkovich. Yeah. I mean... Malkovich. I think... All the strong points about this game, like in how it uses the narrative and leans into it in a good way, like Other M shouldn't have done. Other M should have just, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, if if Fusion was what Other M was, like if you had swapped those releases, I would be extremely disappointed. <laughs> like that would just be like, 
oh, why did they ever go to narrative? You know what I mean? Like such a linear. Mm, that would have been oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because Fusion came out first, it's like, oh, no, it can do it right. Other M was kind of a misstep, but it, it can be done. <laughs> it tried. Well, anyways, I can't I can't speak too much for that one. But that's that's where the story narrative or one of the subplots of, of the story here in this game for Fusion is, right? It's her relationship mm-hmm. with Adam. And then the bigger story being the ex-parasite that had uh, infected her suit kind of becomes a copy of her at her highest power, the SAX, which is a central part of the narrative. But yeah, it doesn't do, like I mentioned, it doesn't add too much from the prior games. It kind of centralizes its story, kind of keeps it contained, and uh, it lets the future Metroid bread uh, kind of build off on that a little bit more, which is yeah. great. I, I I do I do like it when you can tell a story mm-hmm. and it can add to you know to the lore or to something bigger, but without changing everything completely. Which, I mean, shots have to be fired, but that's what like Legend of Zelda does a lot, where it tries to redo timelines and change events that happened and locations and things. Like it does it so constantly that it becomes a huge huge mess. Uh, and I think keeping centralized or, you know, stories like in this sense, and then just adding like little, little breadcrumbs here and there. So basically what Not we that. can say is Metroid Fusion was the leaven that led to Metroid Bread. <laughs> Boom. Exactly. There it is. Man. You're just finding like a way of articulating these thoughts that is just, we need that tonight, you know? <laughs> Isn't that what I was brought on for, for tonight? Yeah, <laughs> this is why I'm here. You, well <laughs> I, you know and i do like that fusion still has like the moments with the sax like those moments are still without dialogue mm-hmm. and they still have a lot of those moments that is reminiscent of the previous games like what made them special about their storytelling so it doesn't completely throw it out it just like you still have all those moments of tension and good storytelling with like you know her relationship with the sax and the ex-parasite and even the metroids like later on but then on top of that you also have like stuff with adam where you're having dialogue and elevator scenes where you're having an inner monologue so i think it's interesting that they added in but it's there's still moments that are reminiscent of previous games as well and it doesn't become the staple for metroid either like it yeah. it, it, it is different it's very linear like this is the most linear metroid game out of mm-hmm. the five now right but i think it does it to be able to tell a story and uh like luigi mentioned like e- even at the beginning i think one of the first things is it in the prologue or when you get into chapter one anyways when samus uh finds out that the there's that x parasite no she hasn't she doesn't even know that the sax is a thing yet but she just knows that there was an explosion at the station one like shortly after her leaving and uh there's something there's something that she says that I thought was hold on let me try to find it again hmm something that Samus says yeah something that she says like even in the prologue that like already starts to set the tone for the entirety of the game uh okay yeah she says that after regaining consciousness I learned that an unexplained explosion rocked the station for some reason this awoke a nameless fear in my heart and now I'm being sent there to investigate so she doesn't know the SAX is a thing. She just knows that there was an explosion, but that's enough to like, for someone who's a pretty fearless bounty hunter and fought, you know, giant monsters or something that's uh, making her afraid now. And she doesn't understand why. 
mm-hmm. which is that that like tone of fear and of uh, being hunted now, which plays out throughout the entire game. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. That's a cool point. <laughs> she walks in going, I got a bad feeling about this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You guys, you, so do you guys know about the secret Adam message, the secret room that you could find? I didn't find out about this until I beat the game again recently. I, I was more expecting Miggy to know this. <laughs> I, you might have to refresh my memory because I, it's like some secret research lab you can get to at some point in the game. It's like <laughs> a very specific point that you can get to. I think if you like Shine Spark, like just right, <laughs> and you get into this area. Uh, this one research room that you that's the only way you can access it and he it, you talk to adam and he's like oh like okay very impressed that you made it here that was some impressive moves and then like a like a shadowy figure comes up behind him like appears mm-hmm. that's like one of the researchers like supposedly mm-hmm. and like is like starts talking about like we should tell samus about the secret like ex- like the secret project and adam's like whoa, 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 whoa. Like we don't need to tell you that, and then it's just like, I, did you know about this? Oh, like, yeah, that sounded really familiar. I forget what happens. Like even like, and then when you go to the next save point or data point or something, like he comes back if you have done that, and he, you know, he says something else, and Adam's like, whoa, whoa, whoa and he like shuts him up. <laughs> he says something else. It's just like a real quick like referencing early on, like them researching the Metroids and stuff like that. I think it's. It's a sequence break, right? You you forego I think it is. You forego an upgrade to get to somewhere you shouldn't be able to get to without the upgrade. Yeah, I fig- I forget what it is. It's like a form of sequence breaking or like something. Yeah, that, okay. I remember. Like they saw the potential for it, so they added that secret room or something like that. It's an interesting message. Hmm. I just thought that'd be a fun little I forgot about it when we were in Lauren's corner, but you know, yeah. just a little a little lore drop, a little little easter egg yeah yeah but that that's intentional too like i guess mm-hmm. it, it would seem like so that's that's the other part like that's that's probably the only or the probably the coolest instance of something from super metroid being brought brought back in because we talked about how that game like se- sequence breaking in that game is like you're rewarded a lot for it like it's the mm-hmm. develop, like the developers intentionally put things in place for you to be able to think like oh i'm breaking the game or i'm getting away with it but you get rewarded for it which is really cool yeah, I think this is one instance uh, of the little because it's it's hard to do it in this game, but it was intentionally put there to give you some reward for, which I think what he's referring to the program is just the Metroid, the secret Metroid uh, lab that they have, right? The breeding program. Yeah, the one that you find later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is, 
I think that's all they're referring to, but I, you might be able to do some research. You might be able to dig up some more conspiracies, you know? I think, so if I remember it correctly, I might need to look that up again, but if I remember correctly, the I'm giving you the, scent, Federation, the Federation uh, officer or wherever that, that uh, silhouette is, mm-hmm. wants to tell or suggests telling Samus about the program. Yeah, he and wants to tell her and it's Adam that stops him. Yeah, which is... Also weird because it's a computer program, right? It's a computer program. And he says it's unwise, but then Adam is the one who later on supports Samus in her decision to uh, destroy so, the station. Know, that's why I set you on the hunt, you know? I gave you the scent. You got to <laughs> run with this one, okay? Report back to us. So the SAX. Thoughts? Honestly, it still scared me a little bit now. <laughs> I was just trying to find off. Scared me as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, big man's not scared of the SAX anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was a pretty cool villain. Um, I know they tried doing it again in, in the Prime series, but I, I like it when games try, you know, some some people may think it's like gimmicky, but I think it's cool words. Like they kind of have the, the plot words, like the villain is basically like a carbon copy of you. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you're your own worst enemy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool because like the entirety of the game, like, you're so underpowered and every time you face SAX, you gotta like run for your life. <laughs> yeah. Cause like you, you, it's, you're not like the same power as it, which is kind of cool. Cause it's like, okay, that's where you were at the beginning in the game, but you know. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Like you just have zero shot. <laughs> like you just cannot fight this thing. <laughs> that still like made my heart like stop. Like, for a second when the music stops or you know those moments where you're like in a place and you just hear the footsteps of it walking <laughs> like something like that like it's so good <laughs> it's it's pretty i mean how how well do you have to coordinate things to make a game boy game include like a jump scare or make you feel afraid yeah I'll, seriously like from the music everything like what other game music? boy game like what other Game Boy game gets you that invested? <laughs> you know, I don't know, but it's done. It's done great. I, ooh, I have, I have strong opinions on on what I feel is making like a clone or like an evil doppel, doppelganger the, the main villain for a game. Like I think that's lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's because like it's done so often, like so often it's done bad. But I think like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the dumbest thing you could do. But in, in this game in particular, it works. And I think a lot of it is due to the lack of like dialogue between you and, and the SAX. Like it's just, yeah. if it sees you, you better run and be better good at dodging because uh, there's no talk, there's no explanations. Like it's just shoot first and uh, never ask questions. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, that is true. I you know is this the like the other Metro games don't really have like an overarching villain either like for the whole game like there's significant bosses and there might be like a you know like there's like a goal or like a threat maybe but it's not really like this is like a villain you know like it's like a I don't like the other games don't really have that like villain that you're just like trying to either get away from or defeat the whole time you know that's true I think Super Metroid, the the main antagonist, is Mother uh, Mother Brain, but you don't run into her until like the very very end. She makes yeah. no other presence throughout the entire game. 
What do you guys think about like the difficulty of this game? I think okay. The only part that I died multiple times, and I still do. Is, oh wait, uh, if we all say the same boss, <laughs> I think we are gonna say who, who are you? Same, is it a boss? It's a boss. Well, for me, it was nightmare. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Good. What about you? Yeah, nightmare is the one. That's the last. Last. It's almost at the end, right? It's closest. It's, yeah, I forget what order. It's like, it's the, like the ooze, the ooze yeah. one, where he like is floating and goes invisible. No, 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 he doesn't go invisible. He goes like, like moves around the screen, and then the more damage you take on it, like its face starts melting off. Yeah, he like slows down time for a second too. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Messes with yeah. the gravity. Yeah, I feel like it would have to be between that one or the one against the final battle against SAX. Mm. Oh yeah. I, I that that against SAX. That's like crazy because you're. It's like in a weird area, like you wouldn't think. Yeah, like yeah it does come research of... area, and then all of a sudden it's just like right there, and it's just. It's weird because you're right. You're like going. You know, you're going to fight it, but you. It. I felt like I didn't realize it was going to be in that room. <laughs> I thought there was going to be like another spot where you battle it. It was weird. Yeah, but nightmare. I think nightmare definitely made me die the most. <laughs> that was my most research. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the hardest part of the game. Other than that, I don't think it's a. It was like, oh, yeah, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very steep incline and the decline after that. I didn't think SAX was that hard, and I forgot to check this uh, with Fusion this time around. But uh, with Super Metroid, like one of the things I had mentioned was when you fight Mother Brain in the final form, in her final, in her final form. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, that that beam that she shoots at you obviously drains you almost completely like it's it's supposed to be uh with purpose but i found out the hard way because i was you know after playing having played super metroid so many times this last time that i played it i was like you know what i know what happens so uh, i didn't try that hard in the beginning and i was like mm-hmm. you know it's gonna shoot me with that beam and it's gonna be good but if you don't have a certain amount of health before that beam hits like it, it just can, kills you it kills you <laughs> <laughs> and it's a game over right there i was like oh <laughs> whoops yeah. i guess that wasn't supposed to happen <laughs> i didn't check it with this one with the final battle but there's a point too where i mean same thing you know you reach a point and there's there's nothing else you can do but just let it attack you um i think you go through don't you go like i feel like i had full health going into it don't you hit like a recharge station right before it i think yeah or because when i did it you get when full I w- health from defeating the saa th- oh maybe that's it i i think i remember literally going in with full health and not fighting it like i just stood there right. <laughs> and it just shot me and i was like okay cool just take it <laughs> just take it yeah take it so um, yeah you're right. i guess i don't know either I, I didn't check it but if if there's a way to die in that final before you you actually have to do some of the playing but i think the the only hard part about the final the, finding the it's an omega metroid right that that last thing mm-hmm. is metroid is the time limit oh yeah because you can take your time with it but you can't waste too much time because it's it's a very tight like i think when i finished it i was like three seconds before and then there's still the sequence oh, of the ship coming in so it's defeating it, the sequence of the ship coming in and picking you up. And that's when it hit yeah. the three-second mark. Because if you defeat the the Omega Metroid, but you don't leave enough time for the ship to come in and, and, and take Oh, you still lose? You still lose, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's brutal. <laughs> that's, that's so brutal. So the one thing I was reading that was kind of interesting about this game was I saw multiple times 
people mentioned that they thought this was the best Metroid to start with. What do you guys think about that? Like, what if you had to pick a game in the series, like, which one would you like? Would it be this game, or would you like, would you just lean to another one? I think the because I think the difficulty of this game was part of why they were saying that it's this is not the hardest game, yeah, but I, it, I don't know if it makes sense to start here. <laughs> you know, I think gameplay wise, like just purely gameplay wise, yes. Oh, but then so here's the reason why I say it, because at this point they've had a good amount of time to really work out like a lot of the issues that you had with the first games in terms of like aiming and hitboxes and um, oh, yeah. controls and things like that. Like this is pretty, at this point it's, I mean, it's still pretty limited. You only have one, two, three, four, like four buttons to work with <laughs> mainly um, besides the, the D pad, but the way those, those buttons are used seems pretty, seems pretty comfortable to work with. Like even changing yeah. like from, from missiles. Oh yeah. This was way better than even Super Metroid, I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, Super I like, Metroid had more buttons. Yes. And it's, this just felt more like streamlined. It just felt so much better. Yeah. Like that That was one of the gripes I had, or the, the only gripe I think I had with Super Metroid, um, because I had to mm-hmm. put a con in there, was that you had to cycle through the, the select button or whatever button you use to map it with to cycle through your, your different power-ups or mm-hmm. uh, missiles and bombs, which was a little which was a little annoying if you were trying to... I don't know, finish things in a pinch or whatever. But so I think gameplay wise, yes, it's a good place to start. But then I say it with a question mark because then I'm like, well, that's going to ruin the other. <laughs> yeah. The other games for you. <laughs> you expect right? to go into with that that same type of gameplay. It's not. They're all very unique. I think if you're someone who doesn't pay attention to story, this is a good place to start. Like yeah. I don't think as a child, I understood the whole story either. Like I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. If you're a child, this is a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All my all those kids out there. <laughs> With a slightly goric and uh horror themed game. Why not? This is That's it. what children need. They need something to scare yeah. them good. You have said that a lot, oddly enough. Uh wait, did you say this was your first game, Luigi? Or the first two D one? I it was either this or Zero Mission. I was the first I think Zero Mission was the first two D mm. when I played. I mean that's a good one too. <laughs> I, I think that you should start at zero mission personally. I think you should start at zero mission and then work your way through it reversed. <laughs> like go from go back to the beginning and then finish with fusion or finish with dread actually. Yeah, I think if you but I think just replace the original with zero mission. Yeah, the I, mean, I I would find it hard to yeah, the original is just different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cool different. if you know it, but it's like if you're going into it not knowing anything, you're going to be really confused. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I think you should start with Zero Mission because it definitely is it's a softer entry to the series. Yeah. But I do think you should go back and play the original at some point, but it doesn't have to. It shouldn't. It doesn't need to be the first one. Yeah, probably not. I think you're right. Think but so I just thought that was interesting that like so many people I heard that like Fusion was like a perfect entry to the series. I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. I understand. I think I understand it because the difficulty mm-hmm. you maybe you maybe need to know the least amount about Metroid in general. Like it, it doesn't necessarily assume that you know everything about Metroid and the series. But like Miguel said too, like it kind of spoils the earlier stuff for you too. So just experience it chronologically. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's something. There's something to be said about the Metroid series because I don't think there's a bad place to start. 
I, like I wouldn't say that there's a specific game where like oh no 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 if you started with this one like man you did it wrong um yeah, with other M yeah <laughs> oh yeah you start know with other M <laughs> that's right you found it actually yeah. <laughs> Did I I've heard okay it's it's very 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 uncommon but I've heard people and I guess it, like that's where I'd say like it's a matter of personal preference because I've heard people that say that and again that's very very small amount but there are people who exist in this world who got introduced to Metroid through other M and they thought it was a good game so they played the other ones which were and substantially were they better surprised but were they <laughs> they realized how wrong they were when they said Metroid yeah. <laughs> other oh M oh my goodness well, I'd like to shake their hands for sticking with the series. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, good on them. Good for them. Good for them. Better person than than we are. But I think, yeah, <laughs> there's just something to be said, because I don't think, I think I, I, for none of us, Metroid was probably the first game that we played in the in this series. Yeah, no. That we played. But there's something about whatever you play that can suck you into to the rest and expose you to the rest of the, of the story that is probably why i do have a special place for fusion because it is like that first game i completed that it's just like i i have a special place for how it tells the story and the world it puts you in you know i'm still trying to decide how i feel about it in the series like where it ranks but it is i think objectively it's an amazing game <laughs> still but you know it, i do recognize that since it is like the first game i finished that it does kind of have that special place too also i think it's one of the first games that i fully like collected things too like, that's what i was gonna ask before yeah like this is this is the first one that you got 100 percent completion on yeah like when we went back like this is the first one that i like actually sat down looked up the guides and found every item and did every upgrade and like I don't. I can't even really like. I love collecting things, but I really can't think of too many games that I've like a hundred percented. I think it's like this and Zero Mission are maybe the only two. <laughs> I think in that sense that like that that ups the difficulty level. Like if you're a completionist and you're trying to get, because I remember some of those being pretty difficult. I oh yeah. We promised we wouldn't talk too much about it, but I'm gonna talk about it anyways. Um, with Metroid, <laughs> Metroid. Dread, we never promised just... none of this. <laughs> I promised nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think Metroid Dread is the first or the only Metroid game that I've ever gotten 100% completion on. And that one was not all very difficult to get. Yeah, the, the bar to do it is lower. I don't think it's like easy, but it's just if you put the time in, you're, you'll get it. It's not yeah. like it's not impossible. And I think this one and like Zero Mission are, are substantially harder to get 100% completion on. Yeah, I don't think I could do it now, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think I have the time now to do it. <laughs> Um, are you are you a yeah, completionist? How definitely. do you play video games, Luigi? I, I, I don't know. Oh, I'm a completionist. Sometimes that's to my own detriment because I'll stop progressing to the main story just to either completely like look at an area or just try and like explore every nook and cranny of it. Is that uh, oh the prime games are pretty like rich with that kind of stuff, aren't they? Yeah, it's it it is. But I don't think it was as. Uh, I think in Zero Mission and Fusion, it would show you if they're at, at towards the end of the game. Like I think if you beat the game and go back, it would show you where there's hidden items on the map. Oh yeah, well how would it do that? It would like something would glow. Right? Like so a circle, and then if you get oh it, yeah 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 you're right. In, in the Prime games, they didn't really do that. Like you just had to be like had to look for like okay if there's a wall, if there's like a little crack here. Oh wait, 
or he had the scan from the like, oh wait this is a material like a description yeah. of the material would be colored a certain way to correspond with certain weapon that you have so you're like mm -hmm. oh like i can use a break through this wall are you that way with like lore and story too wasn't there a lot of hidden like lore and stuff in the prime games you had to scan a lot of stuff like to complete it okay. you had to like scan every boss like before fighting them like actually like, they'd start the fight and then they would like start attacking you to like be like strafing while scanning them <laughs> such a funny like thing to picture like as a concept you know you're fighting this boss and you're like oh well, let me grab a picture real quick <laughs> much. Need to document this. Going on. <laughs> that's so funny I'm, I'm curious like this one fusion being so story driven how did that feel for you, Legion? If you being a completionist, like was it was it a detriment or was it a plus for you or playing fusion? Yeah. Like as someone who who has that type of like mentality going into well, I think honestly, before I became a completionist, that's when I like I think I became a completionist after playing the game originally. I would try and do what I can, but I, I think the story of like zero mission and fusion, like I would progress through it and I wouldn't realize as, until I get to the end, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I probably should have collected more items. Yeah. It shows you like 23% <laughs> items completed and collected. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> so you I, guess, I guess that's unique then. These games are the, I guess these are my, the early games I played, but I wasn't as much of a completionist with them. So I guess it says a lot to the story. Kind of set it off though. Yeah, it's interesting because I know I know that's maybe like I mentioned again, maybe the gripe for some people with this one, it being so linear. And, and in a sense, like from a completionist point of view, I would imagine, right, if if you aren't if like if you have zero um, investment into the story, like it can be very frustrating to complete an area and then never go back into that area again and be like, oh, I missed power ups and I can't go back and get them like that area is mm -hmm. closed off now. Mm hmm. Yeah, there are sections to this game that just like get destroyed at some points and you're like, like the the map actually changes too, <laughs> you know, to where you're like, oh, I can't progress that way anymore or I can't go. I remember that surprised me a lot about this game. Also, what was that dumb uh, security droid that causes so much havoc? That oh, boss also kicked my butt. The ones that the one that comes back, you fight it yes, twice, that, right? Yeah, dude, that second one really killed me. Yeah, that's that's a really hard one too. That's rough too. I that's where man, that's where it gets that's where it gets like really really fun for me is having all this security in place, or it's just the whole fact that the the research station or the biologic space lab labs. So the whole fact that that thing exists already is wait, is that what you said? BSL. BSL, yeah, biologic oh, yeah. space labs. But I didn't know what it stood for. The whole fact, <laughs> the whole thing, the whole fact that this place exists to begin with is already kind of iffy. But it seems yeah. like Samus knows it existed because when she joins that mission, she, she it, that's the crew. The crew from this particular station is the one that accompanies her to SR388, uh, mm -hmm. and they're there to collect specimens, which already sends a bunch of red flags up right like why are you housing a bunch of specimens from different planets or whatever different environments in one space lab and yeah. so story-wise i think they recreate sr388 to have more success with the metroid breeding program so they mm -hmm. go above and beyond uh just to recreate that scenario 
but then there's other areas too, you know, like the, the, the Arctic region and then the, the tropical <laughs> ones and <laughs> yeah. uh, where nightmare et cetera, is, et cetera. Yeah. Where the security robots are, are, are at. So it seems like it's a very, on paper, it would seem to be a heavily guarded place for something mm. in the name of research, you know? So, yeah. and, it, and I think that shadow that you mentioned um, that comes up in this. Did you already solve the case? <laughs> <laughs> it's done. Wow. We'll see. We'll see if I lose connection again. If, if Nintendo shuts me down, then I know I <laughs> we know you were onto something. <laughs> <laughs> I was onto something because they house Ridley there too, right? And in, in the which, how did they get Ridley's body if he exploded? Right. Right. I mean, there's a lot of things that are that are kind of iffy. And then, like I mentioned, oh, uh, that oh, we didn't even figure... talk about the Ridley fight. I forgot about that. With yeah, that, Rid... with that screech that <laughs> that's horrifying. Like I've never been, your ears. I've never been so scared of Ridley, and it's mostly that's because the of the screech. I think I will go on record saying that's the worst sound in any Metroid game ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's such a bad screech. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible and it's i mean it works in the sense because it's not ridley so they they wouldn't use the same noise it's an x that has taken over or assimilated ridley's body Ugh. that sounds nasty <laughs> that sounds nasty Cut. Ugh. never mind keep that one out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you feel gross saying it yeah so i think this that shadowy figure that that talks with adam when you break into that secret room or you do that sequence Mm -hmm. break comes up story-wise it comes up in a conversation with adam again where i think he asked you just asked the the computer does sam suspect anything it's like oh no everything's good she doesn't know what's going on and that's it like that's the only other oh yeah i remember that oh so that might be like referencing that Mm -hmm. researcher hmm yeah interesting and then it's never i mean i think it's cool that it's never mentioned who that person is it's just yeah you don't really need to no you don't need to know and i and i do like them leaving a little bit of mystery on there it's just adam's clone it's it's the real adam you know what the sa adam (laughs) oh wait no it would be adx i I, I replaced the wrong letters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Adam. Well, well, that's what oh. Samus is thinking about the whole thing. So, like, S.A. Yep. Adam. S.A. <laughs> Adam. Our celebrity couple name. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, as, as I mentioned that, like, I, I, did, I do think, like, I think that's what I thought at first was... Or the first time that I paid attention to the story. I mean, this was years back. That that shadowy figure was Adam Adam, who mm. hadn't died. Uh, and yeah. the, the the program, the computer program is just, I guess, that weird explanation that they upload uh minds uh to computers, mm. apparently. Yeah, I don't know if I'm on board with that part of the story. That, and that's one of those things that's just introduced, like it's just thrown out there and it's never revisited. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just kind of drop it. That's true. They really don't. They don't even build off of it. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> like as soon as the mask goes, hey, look, Ridley. Yeah. <laughs> oh. My point being that the the Galactic Federation or whatever it is Galactic. Every time I say it, it sounds weird. It sounds wrong. It sounds like I'm talking about Star Wars, but it is the Galactic. It does. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just standard sci-fi. 
Yeah. <laughs> generic sci-fi. Uh, generic propaganda. Yeah, but they're they're doing a lot of sketchy stuff there. That's all. That's yeah, my whole point. There's, they're into some weird. They're pretty sketchy in this world. That is definitely true. Any other pros and cons you guys wanted to mention before we wrap this thing up? I think oh, I do. I w- One thing I didn't like, I mean, this isn't every Metroid game. Whenever you enter a region that's known for humidity or heat, like just automatically like just burning through your health. Like I just, I hate that. <laughs> oh, the overheating. Like, like, oh, wait, am I in the wrong area? I'm like, let me go back. Let me backtrack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, real quick, Luigi. How do you feel about backtracking in this in the Metroid series? Uh, I like it, you know, because by the time you backtrack, like you're, you know, when you're like, I think of like in Zero Mission, like there's a lot of times where you're backtracking, and it's like, especially when you go into like the early parts of the game, like you're like, mm-hmm. oh man, I was really weak here, and then when you're like, pat- like you got like better suit upgrades, you're like, oh wait, yeah, okay, I, just- I don't have to be scared of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Just destroy this now. Blitz through it. Or you can just yeah, do it I back and just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just shine spark through every area now. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. So I just thought who didn't like it? Is that you, Miggy, or is that Zach? No, I or is I that had, the? I had a problem fans? with this. Was this one came up? I think in mm, the second one, Metroid Two, where I was like needless yeah. backtracking or backtracking that doesn't reward you because oh, that that matters. Yeah, that was pretty brutal with that one. That is that is a cool part of the, the Metroid series when you can go back and have uh, weapons or upgrades that can give you access to uh, either different areas or you can just obliterate all those. Uh, well, I guess in this one, they're not helpless little life forms. Or are they? They want to keep, right? Choir. They want to keep it. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> just reminded me again. The the Federation wants to keep that. I always they, find a way to remind you of these weird like. <laughs> conspiracy theory ideas yeah. you have yeah they come up <laughs> or like that you've at, read at really random points um, yeah i love it so the like on that on that note the 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 federation i don't know why i remind me but the federation wanted to keep the sax alive right the, mm-hmm. the mission was to retrieve it not to destroy it at some point so they're they're trying to weaponize that to the x and then at some point it's revealed that 
the SAX that attack or the ones that you've run into at different points are not the same SAX. Like they're all different. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. There's multiple. There was like six different SAX throughout the ship or something. Yeah. There's like quite a few number of them. Oh man. I forgot about that. That just made me scared again. I'm not <laughs> playing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't address it in dread. <laughs> no. Dread, I feel like Dread does not address anything about fusion. Like, I've really expected them to pick off where fusion left off, and it really doesn't mm. in a weird way. Oh, okay. So that, I was going to ask that. I'm glad you brought it up. Because I was going to ask, what do, you, what do you think about fusion being like a jumping off point for Dread? Like, how, how did those two work? I That's my only, that's like one of my only cons about Dread is I love the story of Dread, and Luigi hasn't played it, right? So I'm not going to spoil it, but I love the story. Fantastic. Five out of five stars. But it like I thought that like coming off of fusion, it was going to be like Samus is on the run now. Like she's wanted, you know, and like it was like that's what it was setting up for for me. And it's not that at all. (laughs) It's like literally just like a hard swerve. Like this is like a separate it just feels like such a departure. Sorry. But by the end of the game, like you see how it ties into the whole series, like very clearly. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's just like those initial couple, like, you know, that that initial like story getting into the game. I'm like, what? Like, this is not this has nothing to do with the end. Like, it feels like such a weird starting point from where Fusion left off. Was That's my very strong take on it. <laughs> so, so I agree with you. Um, I'll try not. I'll I'll do my best to not give any spoilers. Uh, okay. I don't know if I'll be able to play it anytime soon. So oh, no, no, do it, do it. <laughs> no, you, spoilers. You know it's just... gonna be worth it. Yeah, do I'll it, send do it, it to you. I'll send it to you because <laughs> me and Kill we're both done with it now. So oh, you're both. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I finished it in like the first week. Like oh yeah, was, me too. <laughs> was, yeah. It's a pretty great game. Um, but it's worth it to not get spoiled. It's so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but you are like one thing that you're because you i mean you played fusion and that's one of the things i completely forgot about but now that you mentioned it corbett like at the end where samus is reflecting upon what she did like destroying the lab and everything she does tell the the computer adam that she says i, I don't think they'll understand what we did or or the danger that that you know or the, the, the thing that we that we did for the galaxy like they're just going to look at us as responsible and mm-hmm. uh they're going to take us to trial or whatever Anyway, so that's really yeah, off, girl. Right? like you right the 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 legal I guess in in, in other words the legal ramifications of what Samus did because she was not supposed to do that and she destroyed an entire very valuable and I'm sure very expensive uh, and they really just don't follow up on that part of it. No, my question to you, Corbin, was you wanted like a have you played the Ace Attorney games? Yes, <laughs> right. I wanted that for <laughs> Samus. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted her to actually be in court. <laughs> I wanted her to take the stand. <laughs> Objection. No, I, I legitimately think they could have ended the game the same way, but had a different setup for the game that tied in more closely with the end of Fusion. I, th- I think they could have that is built off of that better because it really is just like a, like the whole intro is, the intro has nothing to do with the end of Fusion. It just doesn't. And it, like I said, the game ties in with the rest of the series beautifully by the end, but it just, it doesn't feel like it's coming off of Fusion. You would have no idea. If you just played Dread, 
Like, if you had played all the games and just didn't know the order, you would have no idea which one Dread came after. That's a good point. I think it also does, like, what I mentioned that Fusion does. Like, it's a very centralized narrative. Yeah. Not a whole lot bridge. Like, when I step back, I'm okay with that. But I think that Fusion had such a cool... Fusion would have been or could have been such a cool stepping off point for me. Mm -hmm. like story-wise that i feel like it's a little bit of a missed opportunity Mm -hmm. but like i said not really disappointed in it overall just like minor minor grape i forgot how great the story or yeah the story writing just the writing itself not not the telling but just the the story it's the way it's written for metric fusion how great it is and how Mm -hmm. much openness it leaves for the dialogue is a little cheesy for me yeah but overall this like the way the story is written and progresses five stars (laughs) i mean some of the best games don't need dialogue example metroid prime pinball (laughs) 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 the perfect metroid game but it's not it's not canon unfortunately the perfect game Let's be yeah. honest. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Overall. Um, wasn't in Fusion, wasn't there a part, and I was thinking about this earlier, where basically had to open doors to help some animals escape? Yeah, you got to free those animals. Yeah. yeah. You do that, get- that help you. Uh, they're the ones that start the ship for you with Adam's help. <laughs> After you think well, that I it's destroyed. I was like, wait, wasn't there? Because I always think of the research lab, and I'm like, wait, I remember there's animals and you Gotta randomly let them free, and then they're on the yeah. the ship later. I'm like, what was that? Well, I guess that tied into Super Metroid too, right? Where the animals uh, survived. Right. Those are the same animals from Super Metroid. Yeah, it seems That's kind of a fun little callback. It seems to be that way. Like it's never explicitly said, but just by like context clues and things like that, it seems like it's the exact same little animals that you save. Yeah. Quote unquote unsafe at Metroid. That's a that's a. <laughs> That's completely up to the <laughs> oh, player. Don't get him started on that. <laughs> don't I even get him kill started. Them. Kill them all. <laughs> Those things are still mysterious. I mean, not that I'm complaining about it. Like I mentioned, I like Ooh. keeping some things mysterious. But those things have been in some pretty key moments of Samus's life. And there's nothing about... Suspiciously. Suspiciously, yeah. Get ready for did you that. Unlock that. Did you unlock them? That secret boss in Dread? Where you fight all the animals? <laughs> <laughs> or you go to their home planet. Oh wait, no. Uh, oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Cut that. Commit, commit, commit xenocide again. You go to their yeah. home planet. <laughs> yeah, because once isn't enough. <laughs> Animals are your secret weapon. <laughs> They're your secret. I mean, they might as well be oh. at this point. And they 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 pilot the ship because uh, Adam ain't got no hands. And um, am I right? Computer. Why would a computer need hands? <laughs> To be able to, to pilot a ship. <laughs> but Age old questions. You need hands. I would seem, okay, you'll know more about this, Corbin, but I, it seems like that's... that's um, You don't know that. That's an oversight. I mean, after having technology advance so much that you need to still use your hands to pilot a ship. Wait, why would I know about that? Well... You're a pilot, right? Because... There's, uh, there's something... There's something <laughs> There's something referencing that without fly. spoiling it. There's <laughs> there's something referencing hands and touching ships. That's that's a big point in a Metroid. Dread. 
Oh my god, you're right. Okay, I'm just talking about <laughs> That's wild that that actually died in with you. That's so funny. I mean, so that seems like such a dumb. Hands? That seems like such a dumb yeah. little detail that's left in Fusion that's uh, revisited again in, <laughs> in Dread. Yes. Wow. Well, why do you need hands to pilot a ship? That have... continuity, though. Yeah, you can't great. be mad at it. They, they, they realize they set the rules. So they're like, <laughs> we got to stick to the rules we set. As dumb as they are, we can. <laughs> We can yeah. upload minds onto computers, but we haven't figured out how to pilot a ship. Yeah, our hands are tied. <laughs> no, don't tie your hands. You can't pilot a ship if they're tied. Well, if Samus stays in the suit, she only has one hand to use. Yeah, she's got to do the, you know, just right at 12 o'clock, you know, resting the one hand over the steering wheel. This is the game where uh, she gets injected with Metroid DNA. So she is she a Metroid? Is she not? Is she still she's human? The jury's out. She's in the She must. She must take the stand. <laughs> We're calling her as a witness. <laughs> like actually, like I'm only partially human, so your 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 laws don't affect me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but actually though. You know, really to sum up this whole game, uh, Luigi, you need to play Dread. So yeah. that's really the point. That's really why we called you here. It's just to, <laughs> to, play, to play Dread. Just the intervention. <laughs> I don't know what to say that. Like... So you're, oh, wondering, you're wondering why we called you here, Dread. <laughs> just took us an hour and a half to tell you Dread. Okay. AKA Bread. Eat bread. Uh, this, is, bread. this is a spoiler, by the way, for the game. Your last suit upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> a <little> bread. <laughs> you, it's the last. Uh -oh. It's the last cannon upgrade you get is a bread launcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you get the animals back. Yeah. It's like yeah. You leave breadcrumbs. You lead them to the ship. <laughs> it's a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt cannon that's been retrofitted to launch uh, bread loaves of bread. Whole loaves. <laughs> Whole loaves. <laughs> Mysterious <laughs> plant uh, is literally just growing bread. <laughs> our final thoughts on this game, Luigi. How do you feel about how does how does fusion make you feel inside? It makes me feel happy and scared all at the same time. Good <laughs> life. <laughs> wow, it's such a weird game. I mean, I can't believe it. That's always a true testament of what makes a great game is its replayability. I feel like. You know, the Metroid series does like an awesome job of doing that. And this game, I mean, it's up there. We're going to have to, uh, I think we're going to do like a bonus episode of our Metroid games ranked. So we might have to pull you along with some others and see what, uh, get some feedback on where this ranks in the series for you. So give that some thought for, for later on. <laughs> uh, Migtroid? Thoughts? Fusion? I mean, final? 
So what do you feel? I feel, oh, you know, you don't want to know what I feel. I, <laughs> I got to be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> do you really want that question answered? <laughs> think, think, Corbin. Um, I think, I mean, I, I'm still on board as this being a fantastic game. From Metroid 1 through 4, this is my favorite one, I think. Having played five, though, I mean, you're gonna have to wait change. to the rankings. Yeah, that might change a little bit, but I think in terms of again, like this, this is another step in, in a different direction for for Metroid, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Like I, I always advocate for, you know, you want to have like a series or something refreshed, or or you know, just not reboot it, but just give it a breath of fresh air, is to kind of change things up a little bit and uh, stray away a bit from from the formula and this one does in the sense that it's very very linear you know there's not a whole lot of room for uh sequence breaking um there is a little bit just just to satisfy the most discerning palette for <laughs> for sequence breakers <laughs> but it is very linear and it's very uh like you get from point a to point b and you have an objective and you have a mission which is different from the other ones because the other ones like we mentioned are, are open world uh, you run around and figure things out on your own. This one, you're given guided instructions. But even those, uh, what might seem to be detrimental to the game, kind of build off more on this uh, relationship that Samus has with with the computer, with Adam, and having to take orders again, and a few callbacks to her being, what was what was her title before she was a bounty hunter? When she oh, worked under the real Adam. Dude, that sounds like a question we would ask you. I haven't played, <laughs> I haven't played other M. Isn't that what other M? <laughs> oh, wait, shoot, yeah. <laughs> isn't, that what other M? Luigi? isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. What was she? Was she a soldier or was she just... Something. I don't think it was called soldier. Didn't she have like a nickname from Adam? Like, at first, like, it became, like, it was annoying to her, but... Lady? Yeah, like someone... Oh, yeah, Lady lady uh it does say she was an ex-soldier of the galactic federation oh okay so i guess it was just called soldier i feel like they had a different name i thought so too like i was (laughs) i wanted to say soldier (laughs) surely it can't be soldier (laughs) that's a preposterous how could a soldier become a bounty hunter (laughs) (laughs) it's never happened there's no step from there (laughs) what's the connection between the soldier and bounty hunter anyways like that's, you know, the dynamic of it. And then that plays off in the end where the story changes pace where you're not following. I mean, you're still kind of following orders from someone or it's painted as that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just a rewrite of what Sam has already resolved to do, which is to destroy the station. And then the computer just rephrases it as an objective for her. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. There's there's a lot of things here and there. Like it's very rich in the details and uh, like we mentioned already, the continuity for for Metroid franchise in general is kept fairly fairly intact. There's a few iffy points here and there. But final, final, final thoughts is if you have not played this game for whatever reason, whatever <laughs> whatever reservation you may have, like you're doing yourself uh, a great disservice. You should you should play this game. And how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> And uh, don't save the animals. I mean, it's not like you have a choice in this game. You have to save them. But, but don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Miguel and his hot takes. 
Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think this game is a masterpiece. <laughs> like, especially for the Game Boy Advance. I mean, it's kind of just going off like some of the same praise that we gave earlier Metroid games is like the way it works with its limitations and does so much with what it can. Amazing. You know, just it's got all the things that make a Metroid game great, but I don't know. Like I said, I'm still trying to decide for me where it ranks among everything. Is it the pinnacle? It's got a special place in my heart, though. I think that, you know, as far as it being so linear and such a unique game in the series, I think I feel about it the same way as like basically every other game, but especially like Metroid 2. It's unique and I'm glad or uh, not Metroid 2, sorry, the original Metroid where it's like, I'm very glad it's in the series. You can't discredit it, you know, like there's each Metroid game is so unique. So even if it's not your favorite Metroid, it's still a very special one because it's so good and it takes the series in like a different direction. So even if you don't love it and if not it's your favorite, I think it's you can't discredit it. Like you have to appreciate for it for what it did and for, you know, for what it brings to the series just to keep things fresh. I love it. And it's the first game that really gives you that feeling of tension and like fear, you know, on such like, a small screen, like we mentioned this too. Oh, yeah. Such a dark I mean, super. Sorry, what was it? No, I'm saying it's such a dark game for like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, so dark. I mean, Super Metroid has like ha is very emotional, too, and very like there's a lot of tension in it, but it's not the same level of like fear almost of of fusion. Like, I think that's where when you're talking about like why isolation and fear, like I feel like eh, maybe not isolation, but I think that feeling of fear, even dread, I think it peaks in this game. <laughs> Oddly I, enough, like I think, I think this so is too. where that peaks. I think so, too. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think this is the example of, of being afraid and nervous and anxious like man this game mm -hmm. and i know what happens i know what happens but even playing it now like i still get like mega anxiety from whenever i have to run away from the sax yeah it's so cool <laughs> yeah so i think that's why it's just like a very special game so it, it, you don't have to agree it's the best game but you have to at least admit that it's a special game and if you don't case closed I mean, we will find you. Nintendo found me. I can find you too. <laughs> <laughs> Not if they cut your internet again. That's true. Join the Patreon and leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and get out. But thank you for your support. But please, you must leave. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Luigi, for joining us. Talking right. about Fusion. We'll be excited to see where this ranks for you. Uh, we'll be doing a bonus episode where we rank the Metroid games soonish. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sometime. Uh, Coming soon. <laughs> maybe eventually. And maybe get Zach's thoughts on Fusion. But yeah, it would be cool to kind of like talk about the whole series as a whole. And um, yeah, maybe a little bit about Dread. We're obviously not too concerned about spoilers, but <laughs> we can touch on it. I mean... I feel like the only media outlets that have to give spoiler warnings are the ones that have a mass audience. And uh, we have, not that big, yeah, we have a very small audience and it's very <laughs> spread out too, apparently from the, <laughs> from the demographics. Like we got people from uh, outside the US apparently listening in. Unless uh, they're using those VPNs. V or yeah, 
that's my that's my guess on it. It's just VPNs, but uh, I think he's pretty excited about the prospect of having uh, European uh, listeners. Oh, okay. We'll cut this then. Mictroid here, just to interject for a moment. At the time of us recording this, we did not know what our next gaming venture would be. But we can tell you post-recording now that next month's episode will focus on Parappa the Rapper for PlayStation 1. So feel free to play along with us. Let us know your thoughts on the game. Uh, You can interact with us at Twitter. And be sure to check out our Patreon too if you enjoy the content that we make. Thank you very much. And I'll let you get back to the end of our recording. So, Luigi, just take us out like you would at Costco. Guys, thanks for tuning in. You know know where to find us. If you have any questions, uh, don't reach out to us. (laughs) No. (laughs) We don't want to hear. That's even better. (laughs) Check out the end on your local podcast app. All right? All right. Love you. Thank you. Out, guys. Thank you.